podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to a very, very special episode of Media Matters. Today I'm honoured to be joined by two of the best in the business. Firstly, we have a familiar voice to AI Pro that we haven't had for the last year or so. I'm glad to have Sunday Times football correspondent Jonathan Northcroft back. Welcome back, Jonathan. How are you? Yeah, I'm good and thanks for having me back. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm just uh, enjoying the season finally being over, I have to say, because after the club season I then had a couple of weeks of England and that just about did me in so um time for a break yeah we uh I think I was tired at the end I think we just had a quick chat pre pre the podcast um every game was a final for I think the last 20 odd games for Liverpool and it was it was stressed they did brilliant to be honest to get to where they did but brilliant but anyway we have another amazing guest uh, last but no means least we you know this returning guest it's been a few good years actually since we last spoke to him he always delivers the big interview and it's our turn to interview him Mr La Liga himself the great man Graham Hunter Graham welcome back to the show so good to have you back on GT, I hate to be sort of picky and argue right at the start, but I think you're an amazing guest. Amazed, amazed that you've had me back on. Day, I'm glad to be here, and also I'm amazed that I didn't go too footed into your an opening there about England and um, how awful they were. <laughs> um, I, no problems I, with that at all. Go for it. I, not to slag them off, but there's there's really clear solutions that are that are absolutely sticking out every time. Watch some play, and I avoided the temptation to win two footed there. So, get yourselves lucky. If we get time, there was an article from Mr. Northcroft that we might cover yeah. at the end. So, and there was something about Trent, which will lead on from the person that we're here to talk about. And, uh, you know, for those that don't know, and all you listeners that don't know, the both both of the guests we have are both Aberdeen supporters. And Liverpool have just bought a player from Aberdeen for the first time since 1965. So, Mr. Calvin Ramsey, well, young boy. Don't even, I don't know, master, really, master. <laughs> see, such a kid. So firstly, um, I do see a lot of people spelling his name wrong. It's Ramsey with an A, folks, not Aaron Ramsey. It's mm-hmm. Calvin Ramsey. So yes, spell it right, please. Um, let's get your thoughts on the deal first, gents. Four million, two and a half million in add-ons. Jonathan, your thoughts first? Yeah, I, I think it's probably um, one of those rare deals that's a bit of a win-win, actually. It's a great price for Aberdeen, in all honesty, you know, gone are the days where we could keep our best talents um, and we're in a, a another phase where we need to rebuild under a, a newish manager. So um, it's, a, it's a great price, but it could actually prove a great price for Liverpool in the long run because this kid, and we're going to talk about him, does have real elite potential. And, you know, he's not, he's not a six and a half million pound player yet, but he could be 
treble, quadruple, more than much more than that in in the years to come. Um, and I'm glad just from um, I guess from a point of view that he's going somewhere, you know, as as an Aberdeen boy that I've got a chance to see him develop. He'll have a great chance of developing his career at Liverpool. So I'm I'm quite sanguine, quite happy about the the deal. In all honesty. Hey, great. Let's see if we get the same view from him. I don't, I'm not sure if we will be. No, 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 no fucking chances of both well, no. Um, Come on. Tony, no, 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 this isn't like um, all the back message or anything like that. This is uh, it's an honest point of view. Tony's like, words there are all spot on the money, but I'm pissed off, guys. I'm, I'm pissed off because you know, this might be a Liverpool discussion that we're having, but it's rare for Aberdeen to, to breed um, recently a guy who can come into the first team, 18, 17, 18, first team squad at 17, um, do so well in a fractured team, a team that performed pretty horribly across the season, where he's playing for two different managers and senior pros all around him are, you know, are failing and, and towards the latter part of the season, giving up. And stand out to the extent that Scottish football writers give young player of the year um, when the ugly sisters tend to win those prizes repeatedly. <laughs> um, and then if you, if you think about for how long Liverpool have had their eyes on this fella, he's, he's gone on to meet, and this is where it really pissed me off, he's gone on to meet their expectations in that it's months and months and months that they've been reckoning on, do we do this deal? At what time do we do this How deal? long do you know that was? So, do you know the time frame? Was that January? Yeah, it? Uh, no, 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 no. It's steady on. No, 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 no. They've been looking at Ramsey um, from before the beginning of the season. It isn't just instant. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, but, but, but hold on. John, John, Johnny's phrase about, you know, he's got the potential for elite performance. It's right, there are elite things about him, you know, for his age right now. But from you you could have asked anybody on, but you asked two Aberdeen fans who, who like to talk about football on therefore from my point of view, if I'm being honest here, I'm really pissed off that we've lost him. It's undoubtedly been a well constructed deal. It's undoubtedly a case that Aberdeen have fought pretty tigerishly to construct something that compensates them for losing a talent. I mean, this is a boy, it's easier for your club guys, but this is a boy who wanted to play for the badge, who loved the club. This is a guy who would have been, you know, in the beach end or in a paddock if he hadn't been a player. And, and to lose that after one fractured season, irrespective of the fact that yeah, I, Johnny's nailed it, he's gone to a club that will develop him. He's gone to a club where, okay, pressure for him to develop as, a, as an individual, as a footballer, to, to develop in the gym, all that pressure is going to be on him really high. It's not like he isn't—he hasn't moved into some sort of um, paradise where it'll be any. All three of us will have spoken to, particularly well, both Andy Robson and Trent about the development they had to do on the clock. Andy just to make the leap from where he'd been at Hull, Trent to move from on the field. So that's all in store for Galvin. <laughs> it isn't going to be like a cakewalk. But to losing guys, if, if I start this discussion by not admitting that I'm absolutely pig sick, hmm. then I'd be lying. 
And, and you know what? We love the transparency and then the, the opposing view as well in terms of that. I mean, I'm supposed Jonathan's not happy to, to be honest as well, but, uh, well, you know. No, maybe, no, I mean, listen, I'm listening to Graham there and, and, and I, I, maybe I'm a bit jaded about Aberdeen. If I'm being honest, I, I was really disillusioned by last season. I was one of those that felt we needed a change of manager. Um, and when Derek McInnes finally went, look forward to something better and something new. And it, it's it, it, it's just been horrendous since then. We had a really, really, Graham said, a really awful season, even ended up fighting relegation from a position of, you know, relative safety um, coming into the winter. So I just feel quite jaded about it. And I suppose realistic that we can't hold on to talents like that. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe I should be a bit more pissed off like Graham. I don't know. I, it, it's, it, it's just making me reflect that I'm a bit ground down by by how bad we've been. Um, but he is, um, he is, as Graham said, a proper Aberdeen boy. That's one thing. Um, I think it's the Mark Lund Road end that he used to go to, actually, Graham, not the beach end. But um, uh, he, you know, he is one of us. He is one of us. And I, I guess... My thing is, I just want to see him do well on that level. And and um, if the best Aberdeen can do now, I think, is um, be a development club, produce great players, have good seasons. But we're not, we're not, we're not there at the moment. We're a long way away, so we need to rebuild. Um, and if he goes and carries the torch in the Premier League for us, I'll actually be quite happy. Do they allow you guys to rebuild with the six and a half million or with a four million guarantee? Does that allow? Aberdeen to rebuild at all or is it not enough in this day and age just because that nowadays is crazy in terms of fee wise you know it's a what does it do for Aberdeen that fee uh Graham let's go to you well we well first of all it allows us you want to be a little bit selfish it allows us the potential to um watch the development and if he does well and wins trophies potentially um, earn a little bit more, which at the moment is extremely important for us because um, not above and beyond, but as well as creating a new um, team to win trophies, um, we have to spend £80 million on developing mm. a new stadium, which mm. is a debate that's not completely you know, um, new to, to either Liverpool or sort of mentioned ever. Short term, we've already signed Jaden Richardson. Now, I don't think that money directly goes to him but signing Jaden Richardson right back from Nottingham Forest does imply a certain wage outlier, does imply guarantees or promises to him and his agent about what's going to be happening over the coming months and years at Pataji because he signed a deal, a permanent deal, it's not a loan. And, we, you know, we, we're, we're, one, we've got a thin squad, two, we're trying to sign um, a Norwegian striker from Club Odd, um, Tobias, I'm not going to get his second name, huh. um, but um, that's just from lack of memory because I'm old and stupid. But it, it, it you know, genuinely is Gag's going to be. Um, we're we're a club, and, and I guess I want to turn the page to Liverpool soon. But we're a club which during the uh, pandemic didn't lay anybody off, mm-hmm. didn't lay any staff off. Mm-hmm. We're a club that I think made a couple of hundred thousand between phone calls and deliveries to vulnerable people across not quite a two-year period, but across an 18-month period, there was um, from the community trust and from the club and, and from just about every member of staff at the orders of the chairman, there was an, an enormous, and I, I never stay in conversation, somebody's reached out to me, because I'm a prick to you, that expression, but 
uh, an enormous reach out idea that our community, we're a one club city. There's one big club really in our in our region because you know Dundee doesn't count. Um, we decided that we wanted to to keep everybody on board. We spent an extra seven figure sum on maintaining the status quo while there wasn't any football. So Johnny's point about sales and you know it's a, it's a brutal phrase that selling club. I hope that's not no. what we become, but it is it is patently clear that if we get an exceptional youth product and he shines for two <laughs> maximum three seasons then for a long time there's going to be a need to 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 cash in well on that and there's going to be a need that for example there's a guy called Lewis Ferguson playing in our midfield we signed him at a relatively good cost there have been offers to to you know exceed that McKenna's just come up from the championship to the to top division with Nottingham Forest and we made money on that deal, both in terms of the profit we sold them at and the add-ons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, guys, we, 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 we need to concentrate a little bit for the outlay that was that was used over the pandemic. Secondly, we need to rebuild the squad because it's a thin squad and it's thin on quality too. It's, it's thin on hard, competitive, aggressive yeah. footballers. Quality, yeah. And then finally, gradually, the squad needs to be self-sustaining and attractive to Britain to bring sponsors, to bring support so we can build an 80 million pound stadium down by the beach. Amazing to hear the insight actually. And uh, I think it's good for fans to, to hear what's going on the other side, you know, where the transfer is happening and what the needs are and uh, the importance of, you know, what it means to the other clubs. So um, fair play to you and fair play to Aberdeen for what they did over the, um, the lockdown period as well. That's, that's wonderful. Um, especially with the financial you know, climate in Scotland with the with the Premier League and stuff. It's not at the same level as the, as what the English Premier League's done and some clubs didn't even do much, I don't think, in the Premier League, to be honest. So um yeah. Um let's move on to, to Calvin then himself. The, I, I mean I've watched his interviews and stuff. He's a very, very confident lad. Let's put it that way. He, he he thinks he can play anywhere. But let's talk about what you you guys think his um his main strengths are and um you know what obviously I've been gonna miss but what what we'll get to see this season. I think uh, the main thing I want to say is that there was a need for Trent to to get a lot more rest. Um, this season's going to be brutal, very, very brutal. The first, I think there's eight games more um, in the period from August to November 12th than there was last year. So eight games to fit into that, what is it, a relative nine, uh, well, 12-week period. That's a lot of games to add. So, you know, the, the, the cup games maybe, or there might be some, you know, other Premier League games after Champions League games or before that Calvin could play. Um, so what do you think his, uh, his strengths are, uh, Jonathan? Well, I mean, he, he is the Trent template very much. Um, at the moment, his, his greatest skills are definitely creative. He's got a lovely toolbox with his right foot. He's, he's got the floated cross. He's got the driven cross. He can whip it in. Um, but you, I'm sure Liverpool fans have been looking at that goal he scored against Dundee, which was his, his first for the club. But um, when he caught in and, and, and sort of drove the ball home from 18 yards with his left foot, I mean, Trent's never scored with his left foot. Um, uh, and he, and that's, not, that's not untypical. He does cut inside, so he can, he can be sort of two-footed. Um, a bit like Trent, then, he's got a range of creative elements that he can do. He's, he's, he's got decent physique uh, for such a young lad. Um, it's funny, he even runs with the socks down a little bit, Trent style. Um, 
lovely first touch. And one thing he'll really enjoy playing in England is, is on the far better pitches because, you know, he's been he's been exhibiting beautiful close control and, 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 and touch on pitches that aren't anywhere near Premier League standard. So he'll benefit from that. Um, and this might sound familiar is 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 sort of deficiencies of probably probably defending, probably one-on-one defending and sometimes positioning. But you know, this is a lad that came through as a midfielder, um, is, is a footballer, the way he plays is very much as a footballer who happens to be a right back. Um he's got enormous, he's got enormous scope to develop all sides of his game but he's got he's what he's already got is is just as I say such a a kind of palette for for Klopp to to work with um and he will go you know when he does play those games and, and give Trent a break he'll actually go into a team that is used to playing with a creative right back but also used to um doing things to allow that right back not to be exposed defensively which will I think take take pressure off him and, and benefit him um so, yeah, real top potential here. Real, real, real sort of top potential, but a long way to go. Andy Coach, I think you are doing some... A lot of defenders aren't very good one-on-one, to be honest, especially yeah. against tricky players. You know, it's, it's very rare to find a very high... You know, they're the, they're the best of the best of the ones that can handle one-on-one. So yeah. I think Trent gets uh, labelled that a lot without any cover. But um, And even uh, Calvin, if that does happen to him, we won't be... Uh, we've got loads of patience at Liverpool with uh, with players like that. So, Graham, what about yourself? What, how do you react to what... Um, Jonathan said there and is there anything else that he's missed really in, in terms of his repertoire? No, look I, I, I'm i very cheery about what to say here because you know Scottish standards are different right now um, it's patently clear that across the board we're developing players to a better standard it's patently clear that both in the Championship and in the Premier League more regularly now, Scots are back to being mm. useful, if not essential parts of... So he comes from that context. He comes from that generation where um, he's been developed differently. His skill set, as Johnny described, you know, that there's, there's no point in trying to exceed those descriptions. He's very raw. What, what I would say now is um, I adore him. You know, I loved watching him. Honestly, one of my reasons for starting off saying how pissed off I was is that I think he could have benefited from being bought and loaned back for a year, in my opinion. I think that there was... Because the argument about when is the the, uh, decline in the rate of return about a a Premier League player developing in Scotland, well, actually, we saw that with Ward from Liverpool and Madison, that there is development potential. And I think that Liverpool have said... We'll bet against that. We'll bet that he's going to be ready quickly. Another thing that's really key about this is that when... Who's at Everton from Rangers? Is it Nathan Patterson? Yeah. Um, when they when Patterson was going from Rangers to Everton, Liverpool wanted Patterson. Um, who's, who's got similarities to Calvin, let's just say. Um, and they wanted Rangers to wait. Rangers need the money, everything to deal quickly. And the idea... In general, both with the interest from Liverpool and Nathan Patterson and now in Calvin, is that at some stage they find the right man to allow Trent to be back in the midfield. So you've both talked about rest, and I fully accept that if you, if you look at what Liverpool put themselves through between, particularly when they when they shut themselves up from in late November to to, to the, the dying whistle of the season, 
it was genuinely extraordinary. Um, and therefore, Calvin's part of an idea that the reason I'm tentative is that I think he's a better footballer than Tony Gallagher, but Tony Gallagher went down from Falkirk to Liverpool. If you look at his under-23 record, there were games, one sticks out against Chelsea, Joe Edwards, Chelsea with uh, Reese in the team and Hudson Adoy in the team. And I don't know who all else. There was three or four. And a Liverpool side with a lot of Liverpool players who haven't gone on to, to try to pump them 5-1 and, and Tony Gallagher was part of that. And it, in the end, it didn't work out for him. He went across the Atlantic, he's back. He went back to St. Johnston. However, I watched a couple of seasons ago when I was interviewing um, Van Dijk in, in Evian during the training camp. We went into Geneva to see a friend against Lyon. And however, to, to my view, stood out in, in a way that he had something that Calvin's got. In that Calvin is, I, I don't want to over-egg him at all, but I don't know, Johnny, if you're the same. There used to be a tendency amongst older football scouts when you talk to them, they would say, maybe particularly Scots, you can't run. Huh. I said, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? You know, and that maybe the way we do it now with, with maybe more study, more articulacy yeah. amongst ourselves anyway, is that he's a really balanced athlete. So nobody needs to make him out to be a new Michael Johnson or anything like that. But, but it, there is a real balanced athleticism about him. I think he's a natural mover, a natural runner. I think that if you're that, certainly one, it's more attractive to the eye. You don't get league points or trophies for that, but it also allows you to do one of the things that Johnny was talking about was his distribution. And one of the things that I think stands out is that that set play distribution is something that you can really work on. Distribution when you're on the run Mm. is probably the hardest skill. And Calvin's got that. And it's partly to do with the fact that he's, He's a very balanced athlete. But to, to, to my view, and I, I spoke to Liverpool about this when I watched, and Hoivers now, well, he went to Wolves, I haven't followed his career. He looked a really balanced, fluid sort of Rolls-Royce player. And and yet they didn't have time to develop him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've got my, I've got my, um, not, not, not worries or fears, gags, but I, I want to outline that I think John's, Johnny's point was about development. Calvin has got heaps and heaps to learn. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean about Liverpool or what Jurgen Klopp likes in terms of when to go, when not to go, not, not even in terms of getting to the, the state where he can um, allow, your point was Trent Alexander to, to rest. At Aberdeen, he exhibited a huge tendency to play like he was a wing-back or a right midfielder when he was a right-back in a four. And that led to him being badly positioned regularly. And to my mind, it's funny to be having this conversation because throughout the season, I've had to speak to a lot of people who are like, ah, he's overrated. I'm like, bullshit, he's overrated. Fuck off. The thing you learn to do is to appreciate the things that emerging players do well and then find out whether the things that they don't do well can be, whether they're endemic, whether they're just built in, inherent, or whether you can train them out. And, and positioning and timing of when to run, you can train out. So I'm, I'm as enthusiastic about Johnny about like what potentially Calvin Ramsey can achieve for himself, for Scotland, and hopefully as player manager of Aberdeen by about the age of 28. But <laughs> meantime, meantime, while, we, while he's on loan to you lot, at least you play in red, I think there's a massive re-education programme going to take on, and it's a damn shame I think Neil Critchley, I mean, been away now. Is he? Is he a cute PR now? I think 
that's I'm reaching a little bit there, but it was it was largely critically re-educated um, Trent Alexander when he was moving from midfield to, to full back. And for my taste, somebody's got to do that job again. And it was a job that was pending anyway. It, it would have had to happen if he'd stayed at Aberdeen or gone to Real Madrid. So there's there's a heap of work to be done in order to let the diamond quality shine. I think Pep Linders is in place is, as assistant manager that Jonathan, you might be able to say he 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 he's like now this couple of weeks he's going to be spending with the youth team to look at who gets who gets the promotion. You know he yeah. does this every year. He he's really well involved with the youth teams as well, and that's where his his kind of they, they, guys. They told from. Aberdeen, which I think helped Aberdeen's negotiating purpose. They told Aberdeen that they wanted Calvin Ramsey straight into the first team squad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, what I'm yeah. saying is you're asking for the person who will who will help mm. do that. But what I'm saying is Pep is now part of the first team squad, first team coach, you know, he's he's the assistant manager, but he's got that experience of, you know, bringing yeah. those okay. players I, to... Pep Linder's quality is good, but at the time when Trent was being tutored... Yeah, it was It was new. It was critically one-on-one, and he didn't have those assistant manager duties. Yeah, And I... I, in my opinion, mm-hmm. there will be times where that one-on-one attention, pit lenders, uh, uh, given his level, can do it. Fair thoughts. But a couple of things interest me here. I mean, Ramsey's the, he's a graduate of there's an SFA performance school in Aberdeen. So, so the SFA kind of ten years ago in one of the periodic attempts to solve Scottish football actually came up with a really good idea, which was performance centres across um, Scotland. And the Aberdeen one's been quite successful. Dean Campbell came through it as well, who stole the books, quite a decent prospect, played when he was 16. Um, Calvin was on the bench. To Stevenage, right? That's right, that's right. But I think he's he's on loan. I think he's on loan. Yeah, that's right. And Calvin Ramsey was similar, 16, was on the bench for Aberdeen. But what that tells me is, you know, there isn't really a, an academy system in, in Scotland that's equivalent to England because in terms of the, the, the levels of training that Graham's mentioned about, the, the one-on-one tuition and attention. So the SFA's idea is to almost create academies. If, if, if the clubs can't do it, we can sort of do it. So that tells me he's a lad that's, that's actually had a lot of... He should have had a lot of tactical tuition already. He should have had a lot of decent coaching for a Scottish player level already and that that would give him I'd hope the grounding to then take the next step that the game rightly talks about that you know the 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 work the work he will need to do to to get up to speed because talking about Trent's deficiencies I mean I always think that they are overrated they're not that bad he has learned a lot he is you know he's nowhere near as bad at defending as people say um Calvin Ramsey's not you know he's, he's got a lot to learn to get to to that level let alone you know go beyond that but I, I just I just think that there's there's a lot there in the mix with them. And the thing that interests me as well, again, going back to something Graham said about how I think really good scouts and clubs look at what a player, what a young talent can do, um, what you know, what they've got that almost can't be trained, the thing that, that makes them special. And you know, Premier League clubs were looking at Calvin Ramsey after about two or three games in the first team for Aberdeen. And, and as Graham said, some some like Liverpool, he was on the radar even even longer. So when a player like this, who's got special qualities, um, comes to the fore and is playing first team football, that's another thing scouts really look at or clubs look at is who's playing first team football in their 
you know, 17, 18, because that tells you something as well. It was, it was amazing, the buzz that was, was, was around Ramsey at such an early point. And it is because of that thing that he's got attributes that are really, really special, that can't necessarily be trained in, but you can train some of the deficiencies out. And that's the process, I think, Ben's talking about, and it'll go into it, Liverpool. Yeah, and he's young enough. As he's only 18. We forget, he's, if he, you're talking about him, you know, with a lot of praise here, but he's, he's got a long way to go and he can, he's going to get even better. But then that'll mean his defensively, you know, he'll improve too. You know, that, that understanding of where he's on the pitch and stuff. And if, if you look at all the players, like the, the stuff that Graham just said there in terms of being worried, literally, whenever we do this interview with, um, with specialists of a, of a player that's coming from another club, they all say, will he play? Will he, yeah. will he be okay? Will he be? And literally, with this in this new era, so this Klopp era, we've all of them have gone on to become amazing. So it was Robertson, or it was you know whoever. They all went on to go and do something amazing. I think the great point from um, Graham was about Trent moving in in field. Yeah. If you if you do have that tactically, you can work on something that if he is overlapping, Trent's a right back anyway. Mm-hmm. Fill in nicely. That it, it, this could become, and we might be a couple of years off from it, right? But this could become something completely unbelievable on the right side of Liverpool's team. You know, the, the, the other thing that strikes me is, I mean, he's replacing Nico Williams effectively. What a talent! He he was or is, you know. He's twenty million a, we're getting. People are willing to pay twenty million for Nico at the moment. He's an international he's, class player, though. He's, he's going he's, to the World Cup. He's going to the World Cup, and he's been brilliant for Wales. So Liverpool believe in Calvin Ramsey so much that he's replacing a kid that's going to the World Cup and is probably already worth twenty million, and that's that says a lot about what he's what he's got in his box. I think there's a, there's a little. I don't want to attribute by any means, all of this operation to Ross Richardson. But Ross was um, our head of scouting at Aberdeen for a number of years, left at the same time as Derek McInnes left, and was pretty immediately recruited by Liverpool as their lead scout for junior talent around the UK. And I would say Ross has had a word about um, Calvin's character, because obviously, while your chief scout for Aberdeen, you, you don't live at the ground, you're almost over there. Still, he was talking to um, the academy, Davlevy, for example, what was needed. And at your club, his, his principal role is to ensure that elite young talents, principally in the UK, aren't missed. Now, Calvin obviously now doesn't count as a young talent in terms of that theme, because you really are looking like the green at the green shoots. But I think um, I, I trust in the character that maybe it's dangerous all of us to be talking about Andy Robertson and, and Trent. But I think one of the things from my taste, I've met both of them that links the two of them is the type of character your, your, your principal fullbacks have um, in terms of industrial rubber um, about um, if the risks I take and I've given my absolute to, to be back in position or to be up and down, to take the kicks, to, to use up maybe more kilometres um, per match, per week, per month, and other full backs, wing backs. All that industrial rubber strength of mind and character and lungs and limbs that they've got. I think there's a reasonable projection that Ramsey's got the same. He's a, 
He's a strong, interesting character. Gags, you said you've been able to deduce that a little bit from his interviews. So even though we're talking about an 18-year-old, I think I, I think the development process for him will be not, not sore, but I think he's in for a pretty brutal time of it to, to be fast-tracked. Because as Johnny says, Liverpool know the, the, the amount of faith they've got. And, and Nico Williams, is, is to me, is a really, really gifted footballer. I love watching him. But there's a there's a chutzpah, there's a character, there's an attitude in Calvin Ramsey that if he's going to make it to be an elite footballer with Liverpool, that will be something that needs to to guide him, to inspire him, to take him through the difficult times, to take him through criticism, and, and I think he's got it. To be honest. Yeah, and he. I mean, I've been watching just obviously. You don't get uh, Aberdeen games. Um, I don't watch them on on TV. I'm sorry, I'll be honest. But all the clips that have been going on, um, uh, you know, social media about Calvin Ramsey and all the best bits and what I mean from just seeing those, and that's not very good scouting, I I admit. But there's a confidence, there's a swagger in the way he plays. There, the touch, like you said, you know, the pitches won't be great, and I, and I didn't even focus on that bit, Jonathan. So it's a great shout, but. Mm-hmm. Literally, the excitement from seeing him has me dreaming of what I said earlier about what we could do in a couple of years' time. And I, he, he has it all. The left foot, you know, could he play left back as cover? I don't know. We've got Simicast as well. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting things out there because he just does look already. And if he's playing first-team football and he's got, you know, didn't look out of place, didn't look like he was scared, no fear, that's the type of, that's the type of young player you want. You want him to go into that squad and go, I'm not afraid. In fact, you lot are so good. You're going to make me even better. So, you know, it just, I'm so excited to see. And everyone that I've spoke to in our Discord servers and our, you know, community is all saying, I can't wait till, you know, Trent gets a rest just to see what this kid does. And speaking to you both as well just makes me even more excited because, yeah, I mean, we got a bit of a we got a bit of an inside story there in terms of this. We, we nicked a scout from you. Now we nicked your players as well. That's a bit that's a bit harsh, really, Graham. I'm sorry about that as well. But, but. Well, over over the over the period of about 10, 15 years, we we rebuilt rebuilt Manchester United with Martin Buchan and Alex Ferguson and Gordon Strachan and Arthur Graham. So we we got together. It was Johnny. It was myself, Dave Cormack, King Joy Harper. <laughs> <laughs> and we just said, let, as a committee, we said, let's not step on that. We'll put them back on our fucking perch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we're on the best, way. We're on the way. Best we can do for you, mate. Best we can do. Look, we were 10 minutes away from being back on the perch this year. You know, it was just 10 minutes of uh, Stevie G holding on. Yeah. What can we do? You know, it was uh, kind of all went Pete Tong a little bit. But hey, this is the fine margins of football. And uh, don't we love, don't we just love that? I mean, I mean, lots. I mean, is he pacey? Because that's the one thing I couldn't tell. Is he, I didn't see any foot races in, in those highlights. Is he got, is he very pacey as well, Graham? Or, well, for my taste, um, in terms of like an explosive sprint, he's okay. In terms yeah. of if you want to have a run with him, if you're trying to track him and he's yeah. on the ball and you want to have a run over 10, 15, 20, 30 metres, I, I think he glides. Yeah. And what's more, John, Johnny used a phrase where he said he's got a decent physique for his age. We'll see his physique change. And I think that there will be... Um, the, the, for, for example, one of the things that Luca Viali did, he always... Told, told people around him they did extra runs in training for that's that's for the opposition and he would just he would just finish a player that wanted to live with him 
I think as he reaches maturity, and you've talked about excitement now, but a couple of times you've used a phrase about over the next two years. So please, please let's hope that that's what we're talking about. Because anybody who expects Calvin Ramsey to go in and dominate, um, you know, 25 games in the Premier League in season one as a deputy for Trent isn't, I don't think is realistic. Unless, unless there's something even more extraordinary than any of the development we've seen at Liverpool so far. So, but in context of that, I think that there will be times when by the end of a game, his opponent has been substituted, his opponent has left gasping. Outright off the blocks, massively fast, Johnny. I, I, I'm no, not saying no, but I haven't seen it. I don't think he's a, no, I don't think he's a sprinter as such. He's not slow, but he, 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 what I like about him actually, he times a run. He runs onto the ball. So those he makes those bursts at the right moment, which means that I, I, you know sprint speed is one thing, but actually you need to know when to run. And he seems to have that natural idea of of, of the attacking run, bursting onto the ball. Um, looks more like an eight hundred meter or fifteen hundred meter runner yeah, physique wise. Yeah, run all day, it. and that energy side of being a, a a fullback in the modern game shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem for him. So. You know, yeah, yeah, he's he, he, he's he's fine. He's fine. I don't. Trent's not the fastest player in the world either. So he's he's quick, pretty quick, pretty quick. When we look at the the speed and stuff, we got yeah. we got Simon Brundish on, on mm-hmm. the sports scientist. He says he's he's the back four. Um, well, we got Canati now. So probably right. one of the back, the fastest back fours in the world, to be honest. Here's a question. Go on, Johnny. No, no, no. I'm, I'm interested to hear that. Trent doesn't look like. If you said to me, is he? Is he? Yeah. Bad? It's just that sometimes he's playing against some of the fastest players in the world. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder. The wingers are the fastest players on the pitch, so they just they do look like they're rapid. But um, By yeah, the way, sorry. We, I think when when we talk again, I think when we talk again, because obviously there, there's no point in either Johnny or I saying there's a map of the next eighteen months because. Mm-hmm. We still have to learn. Um, what will be interesting to me is if you if you aggregate what Jay and I have been saying, it's really clear one of the things that have protracted Liverpool is that he uses the ball well. Yeah. And when, even if he plays, how often will he be asked to take the corners of the free kicks into the box? Don't know. Delivery from, from free play, if he's the right back because Trent's been rested or it's a league cup game or whatever, Fine, that's down to him, and his use of the ball on the run is, is is generally good, and certainly can become elite. But you know, there's a queue of really good um, users of the ball that, that maybe Trent is at the top of the queue of, but there are people after him that somebody in the coaches is going to say, "No, it's Calvin," or Calvin's going to have to prove himself in training in order to, to to be given set plays. But another thing I want, I hope to see is that we have had an awful lot of players, particularly in the first half of the season, because a young lad called Conor Barron came into the team in the second half of the season. There were a lot of players who kind of didn't really want the ball. Mm. Now, that's the lowest of the low. Mm. You, you can talk about players who can't control the ball, but when you don't want the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had principally one striker. And therefore, if you're somebody like Ramsey on the right wing and you're looking to distribute, either the ball into him is more difficult because... For a one guy to find space is more difficult. A, a channel run, everything has to be imperfect about it because, it, again, it's one striker. When he's training or in friendly matches to begin the season or whenever he debuts, to find 10 players, keeper included, you're like, yeah, fucking give me the ball. Yeah, I'm happy with the ball. Give me the ball now. 
give me this distance, that distance, give me into that space when they teach him. For him to have that release is like opening a gate to paradise for him. Doesn't mean, I'm not, neither of us just talking about these fucking bad jokes. But the change for him to have players around him who are like, I want it all the time. I'll show you where I want it, when I want it. I'll make the right run for it. That's going to be a liberation. And that's when I'd like to see an exponential growth in, in him and his confidence, his, his ability to use the ball and his worth in the team too. He might be playing with Mo Salah on the right. So, I mean, that's the... <laughs> How many runs but, do you want, lads? Ac- you know? across, but, yeah, I mean, it's true. But, I mean, across... Across the team, you, you admitted, and I, I don't blame you, that you haven't been watching Aberdeen. You know, the number of players who are, like, making the right move, even into an open space for between men or like, giving, giving goals, that isn't a natural... That, that hasn't been his natural habitat over the last 12 months, I'm sad to say. Mm. It's going to be a one, complete revelation across the team, not just Mo Salah. Yeah. One point before we go to Jonathan, um, just to say, you know, you're talking whether he would take this at pieces. Now, if he proves it in training, Costas Simicas came in uh, to replace Robertson, takes everything on the left side now, all the time. If if Robertson's not there, Costas takes them and, and has got decent amount of assists from his corners and his and his, his free kicks. You know, he's got a great left foot. So if, if Calvin does the same in training and proves it, literally there will be no questions asked because they know that the fullback's role is this. We want the wide, you know, there won't be no Thiago or Hendo or someone taking over. Klopp says, it's this guy's, it's that guy's. This is, a, this is what we're doing. He's also got, he's got a different delivery as well. He actually offers an alternative. He's got a lovely floated delivery, which is quite hard to pull off as accurately as he does, but it's not the it's not the whipped one. So it actually it's another diff if, if in terms of you know different game situations, often different challenges to a, a defense. He can he can he can strike a ball slightly differently to other people. But I met what I wanted to mention one person in his development here or or the pathway, and that's Joe Gomez, because it also strikes me that you know when Gomez has played at right back, he's been pretty good. And of course, he gives he gives you somebody that's rapid, and he gives you somebody that can really defend. Yeah. So, if um, if Trent is being rested, or let's say Trent gets injured, I don't actually think there's that much pressure on Calvin Ramsey at the moment because in those more difficult games or those games where you're worried specifically about a winger, you can put Joe Gomez in, yeah. and he can be he can be used in those games where Klopp and Pep Linders feel that he can. Yeah, for sure. without being exposed. So that's another thing I like about the pathway for him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful this is the season because there's rumours that Joe Gomez is going to sign a new contract. And if that's the case, he's been assured that that left-sided defence position. I mean, he likes to play next to Van Dijk, but that looks like it's Kanate and um, um, Matip now. I think that left-side position, Van Dijk probably needs a little bit more rest this season than last year, coming back from his injury. We probably want to protect his, his knees, you know, this season. So I think Joe's going to get quite a few games, which is good for him, good for England as well. But um, maybe we, we go there in a minute <laughs> to England because <laughs> um, um, it was amazing getting your insights on, on Calvin, both of you. I think we're probably going to get Graham to, to, to kill England and Southgate get off in a minute but you made a really interesting point in the article that Paul Joyce uh, everybody got the wrong end of the stick I, I backed you on this uh, yeah. Jonathan I did say to everyone in our community and discourse of it no 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 that's a quote from Paul <laughs> Joyce because he they work together lads you know yeah. he's not going to be shouting at Jonathan that's just silly he's quoting him so that what was that quote what was the point you were making about Trent 
Because oh, yeah. we're talking about right backs anyway, so we might as well carry on. It's a funny one. I, I speak to Joyce about it. He simply didn't have enough space to put in quote marks, which is why everyone thought that uh, it was a it was a it was a roast. But no, my 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 point is, uh, I mean, the general theme of the article was to was to say that um, I think there's a level that England haven't tried to tap into, and it's a level that involves um, taking more risk and playing more football and being on the front foot more. And uh, and they're not going to do that now before the World Cup. I think the experiment phase has been badly used, and we're going to go back to seeing the old England at the World Cup, which might do okay. But I don't. I think there's an untapped resource. And to me, the biggest symbol of that is Trent. You've got one of the most creative players in world football, who offers something I think any other country, any other country would put on the pitch, and try and use. And and Gareth Southgate has 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 looked at him and. On the basis, I think, of just what he sees with his eye rather than any evidence, thought, I can't trust this player defensively. Uh, I, I, and and I, I, I just hasn't, hasn't tried to, to, to see if this works on the pitch. Has treated Trent, I think, very strangely over the last two or three years. And the point I was making specifically to him was in this last phase of games where Gareth said he was going to use these to try things ahead of the World Cup, What's he do with Trent Alexander-Arnold? He plays him at wing-back in Hungary. And then he goes to 4-3-3 against Germany and puts him on, keeps him on the bench and then sends him on holiday. And then he's going to say to us, oh, well, you know, I, I don't think he's um, sound enough defensively at right-back. He doesn't know. Trent's never even lost a game for England playing at right-back. So it just seemed to me... But is that real? Is that a true... He's never lost at right-back. He's, he's lost two games playing for England, both at right wing-back. So in his natural position, there is, I don't think there is any evidence that he's this massive liability um, for England because it, it hasn't been worked on on the pitch. And I, I just, I, I, I think Southgate's got his, I think he's done overall a, a job that you really have to respect the results he's achieved. Um, and I think he might do quite well at the World Cup playing in his old defensive, sort of slightly cautious way. But I do think there's a level he hasn't tried football-wise, and, and Trent is a is a, is a. And if he put him on the pitch in a, in a four-three-three and it didn't work, I'd say fine. You've kind of proved the point. But he hasn't. I don't. It's, it's almost as if he, he's. I don't. I don't use the phrase set up to fail, but I don't think he's committed to really trying to see what he can get out of Trent um, on the pitch, and, and and I don't really know why. I mean, Graham, we'll pump this up to you. I don't think it's just Trent. I think it's the whole squad. I don't think he's got a generation of very supremely talented footballers here. And I don't think he's playing them to what the capacity or capability that they should be at. Well, I, I need to be careful because, you know, <laughs> you, you, you follow the Mission National Team and Johnny reports with them. But if I, if I couldn't go to the things that, first of all, you know, if, if, if I'd wanted to write a script about Trent and England, <clears throat> John's just read it out. So, point full stop. Nothing to try and add there. Um, but they're, they're, aside from the strategy, the system, and, and Gareth Southgate's strengths and weaknesses, if England, all we're really arguing now is can England win a tournament, this tournament? Yeah. It's, it's been semi final final. And this is a tournament whereby, if any of us, any of us have been to Qatar, know that it's like playing, it's like playing a World Cup in London. 
but with a motorcade to, to, to quiz you across the ridiculous traffic in Qatar. So England are playing um, at the time of the season that suits them best. They'll be playing in relatively temperate weather that will suit them well. They're going to be, they, they will never probably in their lives, not this group in their lives will never again, you know, drama and disaster though is that Qatar got the World Cup the way they have and they built the stadiums the way they have. Disgusting. But while we're talking about football, that tournament's going ahead. What will happen is that there will be, by the time they leave a stadium after the game, they will be at their training camp in 30 minutes max. Not up in the air, not having to wear compression socks, not getting to bed at six in the morning, training at 10 again. They're optimum condition. Now, that fits for other sides too. But we're only focusing on England and, and, and the way in which they need to perform better in several ways in order to, to win a tournament, given how close they've won last couple. And, and in that, there's two things obsessing me. I'm not saying they're the two only things, but it's painfully clear that everyone's key to pick for isn't good enough. You'll never win a tournament with any goals. Point full stop. It's lovely, the drama. Sometimes you make a double save. Sometimes he flings something. He isn't good enough. We can fanny about and discuss it all the way on. It isn't good enough to win a tournament. It's as simple as that. So finally, there's a change of goalkeeper and is it Ramsdale? He's got the hundred game at home. It's gonna it's gonna be difficult for his uh, those jet him to get rid of it. It's gonna be difficult for Sergei. He's quite a conservative man to go out on stick with him, but it isn't Pickford. Let me promise you that. And the other key. Far more important is England are scoring off goals and Hurricanes are next So, one, the fuck was he doing playing? And if this was um, a, an experimental year at the end of a brutal season, get out there, nail it, tell everybody, yeah, we want to qualify, yeah, it's a difficult now. Hurricanes are all. Thank you very much. And when it comes to November, you can thank me or sack me then. Hurricanes are all. If not, if he's got to keep on playing, the, the idea about England being pegged back or being having to chase the ball with Germany away or Italy at home, who I thought Italy and England both played quite nice football first half. But like Kane gets isolated, Kane gets asked to do running that he doesn't have to do at Spurs. And there are two things that stand out to me. And maybe some of the things the guys have tried to do across these Nations League games were in his head. Find him a son. Find him somehow, somebody who can mimic the characteristics of son. Just, just fucking do that. If you can't do that, it, the chances of England scoring enough key goals because of Kane's brilliance, which is inarguable that he, he has a brilliant. He has to play at ten in a four-two-three-one. He has to play in the middle of two in the line of three. Play as a ten with a with a centre forward. He'll do. All the running, all the sprints, worry the centre of the defenders, create spaces for Kane to come into. And until until England make that absolute choice, if there's our partnership with Kane and Son, and we'll play the formation that best suits that. And if that can't be done, he has to play in a position whereby if he did decide to drop a little bit deeper in order to influence the play, because he's a very clever playmaker, then there has to be a nine that's either the out ball or that's spreading the game and stopping the opponents wandering forward 25 metres. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why the England setup hasn't identified those two things. So 
you know, best of luck come Qatar, but there, you know, a, a chance, a genuine opportunity for England to win this to play out in the form of other key players and Cam Phillips being fit or, you know, the man Declan being on top form or whether you want to play an expansive player or whether Grealish has got all these little things get sorted out as you come up to a tournament, somebody breaks the metal, blah, 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 all that shit. Keeper and Kane. That's it. They have to be sorted. Otherwise, England don't lift the trophy. They probably don't reach the final. I agree. I don't think it's going to happen either because I think he's stubborn. But you know what? That was brilliant. Um, anything to add to that, Jonathan? Are you happy? No, I might borrow some of that, though. He's good. Shut up. Shut up. You lie. I might remove some of the, the, the four-letter words. The expletives. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> no, but that's what we love is there's no holding Sorry, back. Sorry, lads. No, yeah, no. At least you both know it's the real me. It is the real you, always is. And I just want to say a massive thank you to you both for giving me this um, this hour. Um, honestly, honoured to be on the same show with you both. I uh, love your work. You know that. You both know that. And uh, yeah, we hope, we hope Calvin Ramsey is a superstar yeah. of the future. And we will bring you back when he lifts that first trophy. Or actually, when he gets that, you know, that, that breakout in the in the team and starts to produce and and I've, I've no doubt from what you guys have said I've no doubt that's going to happen at this club and he's got lots the right and lots of love and support from from, from us that, yeah, that, that he enjoys himself and that he thrives thrilled for him so proud of him like Johnny said at the beginning so proud of him so thrilled for him mm-hmm. lots and lots of support give him a little bit of room to develop and then watch him go Superb. Thank you so much uh, once again for joining me on here. I'm sure that the listeners are going to love it. And for you listeners, if you haven't joined our Discord, you must do um, androidindies.com forward slash Discord. Go there. Go to grahamhunter.tv. Go and listen to the big interview and get get signed up to the time so you can... I thought you were going to say, I'm sure you've loved it, but if you haven't loved it, I honestly... <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Not, at all, all, not at all, not at all. I was going to no. say, that's the best sign-off line I've ever <laughs> <laughs> And if you haven't enjoyed it, you can find them both on here and check that Yeah, yeah, good tell them. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I love you both. Thank you so much. And the uh, guys, we'll listen to you. We'll be back soon. Up that's the been a pleasure. Nice. See you, fellas. Up See, you See you, boys. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.